Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I am Jake Freyhoe, Max, and it's nice to be back. I almost forgot how to do this. It is. It's good to have you back. You know, Jake, I, I know every, everything's falling apart. But you've been a little ray of sunshine today. You've been a little optimistic, a little bit. You've been more I, optimistic about things than usual. I, I've been going to a therapist, and they've taught me how to be positive, actually. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, uh, let's let's start the show. Max, you want to you wanna start it? Yeah. Yeah, super positive. Biden is going to fund a terror state <laughs> to try and get out of the high gas prices. Gas prices have hit, I think it hit $115 a barrel today. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And all the, the, the hedge funds and banks are saying, you know, expect 150 to 180, possibly crossing 200. You know, it's eerily reminiscent of a time frame when the whole world economy collapsed. Uh, I think it was 2008, the last time gas was at $5 a gallon. Yeah. So many states, yeah, New makes, York. Makes, makes you wish Donald Trump, $1.70 a gallon, <laughs> could go for a couple mean tweets too. Look, so, I remember, I remember when my, my grandmother, she would drive to New Jersey because gas was 85 cents. So yeah. for proportion's sake. Yeah, no, New Jersey has a new gas tax. So New Jersey is no longer the cheapest in the tri-state area. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's actually now more expensive than Pennsylvania, which is shocking. But uh, walk us through this, Jake, because the plan in the Biden administration seems to be that in order to get out of the high gas prices, they tried using all of the strategic oil reserves. That lowered it like two cents. Remember that tweet a couple months ago? Where Congratulations, we lowered it two cents. And you say four cents about, on a hot dog. Yeah. Yes. Now they're talking about giving, <laughs> giving into Iran and signing a new nuclear deal that will allow Iran to get a nuclear weapon so that Iranian oil could then flow because they'd lift the sanctions. Iranian oil could flow into the economy, uh, make up the lack of production from Russia, and bring it down a little bit, but they're just going to trade one potential nuclear war for another guaranteed nuclear war if Iran's able to get this. Well, yeah, break, it's, break this down for us. It, it's, it's kind of like a deferred investment, right? You know, the establishment uh, makes its money off of war. So we already got one going. So fantastic for the short term. But let's make sure we you know put some uh, money away for the uh, rainy day down the road when we want real jihadis to wage a war. You know, not a guy like Putin trying to maintain sovereignty and you know, doing what he's doing, but let's let's go fund a jihadi uh, state sponsor of terror that's actually uh, a state listed as a state sponsor of terror. That's a fantastic idea. So uh, it's it, it, we, we have a lot of stuff to cover. Um, one, Mr. Producer, we want to open up with image or cut number one. Uh, before before you you go with that, it's uh, the wonderful alcoholic in chief talking about, you know, all of all of the powers of the left are coming by and standing together saying, you know what, we ban this, we ban that. The th- next thing we need to go for is we need to completely ban oil imports from Russia, of which I think we get something like 250,000 barrels a day from them. I think that's the right number. No, it, 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 I believe total imported into the United States, if you count oil, 
gas or other petroleum products, I think it's six hundred and seventy thousand. It's all it's yeah. all make believe anyway. That might be a month, but I know that you could basically, if you did the Keystone Pipeline, it would make up for Russia plus an extra twenty five percent. Right, so right. It, Keystone like Pipeline. Uh, it, yeah. Keystone Pipeline had the ability to pull in eight hundred and seventy thousand gallons of oil a yeah. day, but yeah. Yeah. that's a last. That's a worst case scenario from what we're going to show you. The powers that be, we just make it ourselves. Build forbid, back, right? Build back better. Screw us, right? <laughs> right. Build back better, in which you're going to have to, you know, mortgage a hamburger, which is where we're heading. Build back better. You know, the the, the proponents of build back better yeah, want to do. Obviously, you've never had a Whataburger. No, I have not. I'm from the East Finance that. What is that, that? In an instant. That's a Texas thing. No, nah, I've never been. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Mr. Producer, roll cut one, please. There's a growing bipartisan agreement that America should ban the importation of Russian oil. Speaker Pelosi, Lauren, really surprised me by being so much in favor of a ban that Russian oil. It surprised me, too. Let's get right to the soundbite. It's been a push by some Democrats to ban the import of Russian oil. Where do you stand? Drinks I'm, water. I'm all for that. Ban it. Ban the oil. Ban the oil come from Russia. Yep. She's not alone. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Joe Manchin also say it is time to stop funding Putin's war. But here's the missing link. Who is calling U.S. companies to tell them to start drilling? That hasn't happened. I'm making the argument that it might happen soon, if not today, because the attack on that nuclear plant in Ukraine, whether it was intentional or not, that's an escalation of the war, and it raises the question of needing additional sanctions. You've sanctioned so many oligarchs, that's not stopping Putin. And What's the next thing that could stop him? The next thing will be stop all exports of oil and gas out of Russia. Yeah. That would be the next thing, and that would be an even bigger step than we've seen so far. Oh, you got the shit. Do you know what that and means? Do you know what that means? Get, that means get, my husband is long oil. My husband yeah, and yeah, his he, hedge fund is long oil. We're going to make millions. Jake, you gotta That's get the shoulders. You got to get the shoulders no, into you have it to go. a little bit. Yeah. That. Yeah. And everyone in the audio edition, Jake just did the Pelosi shimmy, which is where you rub usually, your knuckles together. Usually it's in called for. For someone else's pain or suffering. Yeah. Usually it's called for soldiers dying from uh, illnesses yeah. acquired Purpose. overseas. But this time it, it, it also applies to uh, price gouging the American consumer into bankruptcy. But she's not the only one calling for it. You know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, booty, booty Gig is also saying that this option is not on. It's not off the table. So if you could also play... Boot Edge uh, Edge. But Judge? As Trump pronounced. Boot Edge Edge. That's oh. how Trump would pronounce it. To make sure I don't care how on. you say his name. He doesn't deserve it. Play cut two, Mr. Producer. This is him saying what we're looking at in this, this fantastic situation. Could the president possibly consider authorizing the Keystone Pipeline? Uh, working something out with Iran? I mean, uh, look, the, the president has said that all options are on the table, but we also need to make sure that uh, uh, we're not galloping after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems where uh, more strategic and tactical actions in the short term can make a difference. So, so, so a permanent solution to a, a, or yeah. a, a short-term solution to a permanent problem, however he said it is, we should not make it standard procedure to be energy independent that would be just absurd god, and god forbid and we can afford to fill our tanks god oh yeah forbid, no. like <laughs> multiple generations can afford to drive yeah like, that would be bad that'd be it's, terrible it's, it's terrifying but you know <laughs> are, avoid this 
Are, are we are we surprised that this is the result of the same administration that so proudly canceled the XL Keystone XL pipeline in the beginning of the administration? Are we surprised? Yeah. Uh, no, a, a solution offshore offshore drilling. Mm -hmm. They also canceled all federal leases. They also canceled drilling fracking and, and shale. Yeah. Yeah. Fracking and shale. Anwar's done, even though it's an act of Congress. They said, no, no, thanks. So um, no, this is the least energy friendly presidency we've ever had. I mean, even Barack Obama knew better than to do this. Well, we're saving the environment. Mr. Producer, image number three. No, we're not. We're not even doing uh, that. That was me trying to be positive, Max. <laughs> I'm, I'm negative. Keystone pipeline officially canceled after Biden revokes key permit. Keystone XL was halted by owner TC Energy, of which, I mean, they torpedoed a multi-billion dollar project, uh, revoked a key permit needed to for a U.S. Uh, stretch of the 1,200-mile project. And, uh, you know, again, we mentioned, you can pull it down, Mr. Producer, they, 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 we're talking about 870,000 gallons of crude oil that would have made it to us, and we would be facing no issue now, but that's not the point, Max. You know... I'm a forward-looking guy. I don't really look at what's happening now. Um, forward-looking in the sense that all of these components are going to that very negative state that I have been voicing. And I think a lot of people are going to start jumping on my side that this is a pincer move, that this is strategic, and it's the idea of a thousand cuts and bleeding to death from a thousand cuts that you don't notice it until the very end. So it's a pincer move on fuel, it's a pincer move on transportation. It's a pincer move on commodities and resources to the point in which every component of life becomes unaffordable. And the American person, the average blue-collar American person, low class, middle class, has to stand up and say, yes, daddy government, please give me what I need. And that's the way we're heading. So uh, the, the actual number was 830,000 barrels a, a day. But this was all done in the, the, the name of protecting the environment. Yet, yeah. you know, yeah, don't how, remember, how don't well does a nuclear war protect an environment? Yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> to protect the environment, to protect the rights of, new, of uh, Native American tribes. Lots of different reasons, rationales went into it, but it was to kill the pipeline, to kill American energy. They want to drive us towards electric cars. They want to make it impossible to even buy a... Uh, a gas-powered vehicle. I, I'm sure you saw this. They were celebrating um, electric vehicle manufacturers, and they left out Elon Musk and Tesla on purpose. They they like to pretend that Tesla doesn't even exist. So they they don't just want us to buy electric cars. They only want us to buy electric cars that are made by union workers. It's no, like a they, it's like a weird thing that they're running with. Their war but against they Musk. They want to make it so we can't even pay. Their war against Musk is because Apple, we've, we've mentioned this before on earlier podcasts, is that Apple wants to step in and fulfill well, by the time they're, I think, 2023, 2024, rolling out their iCar, right? They're doing their electric vehicle and their entire infrastructure is in China. And we, we covered this in a previous podcast, but the key component of electric vehicles is lithium, which is why the Biden administration handed Afghanistan to the Taliban and then the Chinese stepped right in. And Apple's sitting there doing the... Uh, the Pelosi knuckles saying, we're, you know, we're going to do everything we can to uh, seize this market. And Musk, for being really kind of a libertarian, conservative leaning guy, they need to get him out of the picture. And that's why they won't. They won't. You know, I mean, you see the more he mouths off, the less. That's going to be hard for them to do, though. It's uh, got to be hard to mine lithium in Afghanistan. Yeah, there's tons there, but there's not a whole lot of infrastructure. 
there's people shooting at you every time you pop your head. Right. The Chinese the will put them in there. The Chinese yeah, will send out. their laborers. They'll send the Uyghurs. Just that's <laughs> not where they're gonna. That's not labor. where they're gonna start. There. They're gonna. They're gonna start by draining the rest out of Africa, and then they're gonna probably go to Afghanistan later. That's a longer term investment. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that's why they're in this. That's why. That's why they're in it. it it's just it boggles my mind that we're even having this conversation about letting Iran back onto like the oil market. And, oh, and that's the crazy just the tip part of it, it, Jake. That's just the tip of it. It's, the, hey, Iran, yeah. you can go back to being what you do. You can go back to all that. Plus, we'll give you a bunch of money, too. This time, you might and have you to work for it a little bit. We won't send you a pallet full of cash like they did in the beginning of the deal under the Obama administration. But this time, go back to your old ways, build all your uh, atomic toys, and we'll give you a bunch of cash for your oil. So if you want to you know, have financing for innovation, here's a bunch of U.S. dollars. So... With that being said, and you blew the surprise, Iran is going to be our number one supplier of oil if the establishment has its way. And from the looks of it, that's going to be the case. Mr. Producer, so pull up image number caveat. four. What's the caveat? There's a next? caveat to that. They can't start producing the oil for a few months. So they have apparently, and I had to double check this, apparently they have 130, is it million barrels ready to go, either already on ships or Almost in like stores. they knew that's about this. That's a lot. Yeah, like, that's a lot like of oil. They knew about it. Either already on container ships or in storage, already pulled out of the ground. So they could inject that in, which would destroy the price of oil if they did it all at once. But they can't actually get everything up and running and moving for like two to three months. So we're going to give them the world. They're going to destroy the price of oil. And then they're going to be the only one who can actually provide. They're going to corner the market by putting everyone Absolutely. else out of business. Mr. Producer, actually, if you want to throw up image four, uh, five, five. All right, so uh, Iranian oil production capacity can. This is the best part because Iran and the Ayatollah has been watching what's unfolded in Afghanistan, what's unfolded with China and Taiwan, what's unfolded in Russia, and now has come out with this statement: Iranian oil production capacity can reach its maximum less than two months after a nuclear deal is reached. There is a contingency yeah, that they have put out. Oil Minister Jafar Awaji. Uh, was quoted as saying on Thursday, Iran sits on the world's fourth largest oil reserves, but its crude output has dropped since the imposition of U.S. sanctions on its economy in 2018, when then-U.S. President Donald Trump exited a 2015 nuclear deal. Quote, as soon as nuclear, here is their, here is their contingency. And we'll listen to it. The Biden administration will listen to it because that's all part of the plan that they have in mind for us. As soon as nuclear negotiations in Vienna are concluded, we can reach our maximum oil production capacity in less than two, one or two months. Alji was quoted as saying by the official oil ministry news agency, Shana, on Telegram. However, we are in the way... We are in no way tied to waiting for the nuclear talks. So essentially, you can pull that, Mr. Producer. Essentially, what they're saying is that we'll do this. We'll, we'll start, we'll ramp up oil production as the Biden administration is saying, we want your oil because master slave complex, Iran is now the master, and they're going to walk the dog or wag the tail like Putin did. And so the contingency is that you can buy our oil, but you must release all of us from our sanctions or from the sanctions that were placed on us under the nuclear uh, nuclear deal that was set forth by Trump. So it's it's insane. So right. we're going to continue talking about this 
We're going to talk about a couple other issues. We're also going to take phone calls, too, towards the later half of the show. So if you want to call in, you can sit on hold for a little bit. Our number, 888-441-1121, Mr. Producer, if you can put that on the screen. Going to read a quick ad, and then we're going to get to a quick guest about the Trucker Convoy. This podcast is sponsored by Crowd Health, which is a way to make sure you don't go bankrupt from medical costs, even if you already have health insurance. It's crazy. Last year, 250,000 people with health insurance went bankrupt last year due to medical costs. There's nothing stopping insurance companies and hospitals from continuing to raise those prices. And high costs are scaring people away from their dreams. They're ruining people's dreams. Don't let this be it. Crowd Health exists to put the community back in community health care, and they give their members access to high-quality health care for up to 60% less in the process. You can have health insurance and also have Crowd Health. Here's how it works. You pay one low monthly total to fund your account and get access to the Crowd Health community. Usually, it's less than $200 a month for most people. 100% of your contribution goes directly to funding and reducing the health care costs of the community. You'll pay the first $500 of a health event. Um, the rest will then get submitted to the Crowd Health community members for funding. So here's how it works. Don't let healthcare costs stand between you and your future. Join Crowd Health today. Right now, you can get your first six months for just $99 a month. That's almost 50% off the normal price and a lot less than a high deductible healthcare plan. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code FREEDOM at sign up to get that great deal. Again, that's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code FREEDOM to get your four, first six months for $99 a month. Full disclosure. Crowd health is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare, and terms and conditions may apply. Okay, so do we have the uh, do we have Bob the guest? Is he ready? Not 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 yet. Um, what I wanted oh, I thought to someone in, said he was on. Did, is he on, Mr. Producer? Not on. Okay. So what I wanted to get into is 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 quickly one they they pull you know they they the you have the the nuclear deal with Iran, and now Iran is telling us what the the circumstances are to get their oil, and we'll probably listen to it because there's a man with dementia in the office and a communist uh, collective of uh, subversives to the you know, freedom of the, uh, the existence of the United States, so. Uh, under the nuclear deal, it, it restricted their ability to trade oil all across the country. And when Trump pulled out of it, it ended up hammering their economy and sending them into a recession and, and you know massive devaluation of their money, massive inflation. And now we're sitting walking a silver platter to these people and saying we're going to buy their oil and refusing to touch our own reserves after we've actually drained our national oil supply. So in New York City alone, uh, it crossed the average price of gas per gallon in New York City crossed $4 a gallon and California crossed $5 a gallon. You know, this all while I was speaking with uh, Kip Col Colton, the one of the one of the leaders of yep. the uh, truck convoy uh, earlier today, he couldn't hop on in time for the show. But he was saying I, I referenced a, a number that in the past 48 hours, diesel has gone up uh, something like 40 cents and he said since he last filled up two days earlier it's gone up 81 cents and he's in texas so you know you look at this and you look at I, i've always said this that russia hasn't made their move yet they've made their move in ukraine but in response to the sanctions and and on, on the global scale they haven't made their move yet and the guy that makes their move first loses the guy that makes their move last 
wins in, 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 a, in a situation like this. You wait to see how your enemy responds. And I, I mean, it's, 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 it's terrifying because one, things that have developed in the past 24 hours is Russia has banned the export of all fertilizer. So we want to ban their, we want to start talking about a, a ban on, on, on their oil. Well, we need their oil. And uh, as far as fertilizer goes, so not only are fuel sources or fuel prices soaring, uh, you want to ban uh, commod- uh, another commodity, fertilizer. Russia is one of the top four countries exporting fertilizer. U.S. buys $1.5 billion in fertilizer from Russia a year. So now factor that into food costs. So not only are fuel sources or f- uh, fuel prices soar- uh, surging, but now fertilizer prices are going to go through the roof. And then what does that yeah. do? So not only the cost of shipping something goes through the roof, the cost of buying the thing that's being shipped goes through the roof. So we're heading to a very close, very real point in time in which the American consumer is going to have to say, do I eat or do I fill my car up? Do I go to work or do I eat? How can I eat if I can't go to work? How can I go to work if I can't fill my car up? So that's the, that, that, that's the cyclone of, of rhetoric that we're stuck in. And... It's about to come home. The chickens are about to come home to roost. Uh, and in, in response to that, uh, Hungary and Ukraine have both decided that they're going to stop exporting grain. Grain prices yep. are up double digits in the past few weeks. And China, Mr. Producer, if you can pull up uh, image, image 9. I don't know if it's image 9. Uh, image 12, I'm sorry. Uh, here we go. Fertilizer prices are biggest worry for farmers after Russian invasion. Image 12, Mr. Producer. China hoards over half the world's grain, pushing up global prices. It makes you wonder, Max, as if almost they understand what the plan is. They understand what is coming. Would you, would you agree or would you disagree? Yeah, well, what that tells me is that when they voted present, and when they abstained from that vote the other day in the United Nations General Assembly, that wasn't actually a true, and we can take that down, that wasn't a true abstention, right? That was a, that was a no. They were siding with the other countries, the other four some countries that were, that were with Russia. No, China's abstention was not a, a yes. China's abstention was no, I'm afraid to vote yes because I don't want to make Russia mad. That no, was because, just I don't want to get involved. In because it. China needs Russia's oil. So when the U.S. says we're going to ban your oil... What alliance is going to form from that? And that's the other thing. Iran is a client of Russia. So if we allow Iran to start selling its oil on the world market again, where do you think they're going to use that money? They're going to use that money to buy Russian weapons, to buy Russian weapons systems, Russian what are those, bullets. <laughs> who are they going to give the I mean, Russian I, weapons to? Houthis? Uh, Hezbollah. <laughs> yeah. Hezbollah in, in, Maybe, in, why not? in Lebanon. Yeah, so... <laughs> When you hear the Biden administration say, "Oh, we got this plan. We're going to give it. We're going to give the money to the Iranians," it makes you scratch your head because you might as well just put it right in Putin's bank account. Because the first thing they're going to buy are new AK-12s. First thing they're going to buy are surface-to-air missiles. First thing they're going to buy are intercontinental ballistic missiles. Because Russia now has nothing to lose. I mean, I mean, like the fear of Russia selling an ICBM to Iran goes out the window because we've already thrown everything we have at Russia. What more can we take exactly. away? Joe always used to say, you can't, you can't take away my birthday. 
What else can they take away from Vladimir Putin? Not a whole lot. So why would he be afraid of selling an ICBM to Iran? Why would he be afraid of, of selling any advanced weapon systems to Iran or any of the other terrorist clients out there? Of course. So when you give Iran access to the world market, again, not only are they going to become a nuclear power in a couple of years and then just guarantee we're in this whole position all over again. Um, <laughs> it's just insane. It really is. And it's not going to it's not going to lower prices. It, it's going to destroy the it's going to make the prices bottom out. Right. And you're going to see all these different oil companies all of a sudden start capping their wells because it's no longer profitable for them to operate. And then Iran's going to come in and uh, corner the market. Well, as I said, I think ready. our guest is ready. He is. I wanted to. Uh, you want to do an ad read now or do it after the fact? We just did one. We, okay. just, we just did one for Cuddle. Well, we've got a bunch of advertisers. That's the problem. We have too many sponsors that so we have to yeah. squeeze them all in. Mr. Producer. That's true. We have uh, Robert Guido on. Bob, how hey, are Bob. you? Hey, it's Bob Guida. I'm here, and I'm, I'm glad to be with you guys tonight. Sorry if I mispronounced your last name. I've been called worse. <laughs> I had a second grade teacher with that last name, and 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 so I, yeah. I said it as we we said it. There. So I apologize. Yeah. Say it the way New Yorkers say it. Where are yeah. you right now, Bob? I am uh, in a bus, uh, almost in Concord, New Hampshire, coming back from a week in Florida uh, on vacation. Got away from single digits up to the seven. Now I'm back home to the live, freeze, or die state. <laughs> nice. Bob, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? What do you do? Sure. Uh, 70 years old. Uh, uh, born in the, nor in the Northeast. Raised up here. Uh, graduate of the Naval Academy. Former Marine Corps fighter pilot. Uh, former FBI agent. 31-year uh, United Airlines captain. Six years in the state legislature as a representative. And six years now as a senator. Three terms in each. And you said, I, I believe in a previous conversation, you said you sit on the Ways and Means Committee right now. Yeah, I actually am a state senator, and I chair the Ways and Means Committee for New Hampshire. Fantastic. So, so taxes and fees and re yeah, revenues, yeah. So, that, well, <laughs> taxes and fees. Inflation, one would call a tax, would you not? Oh, absolutely. And it, it's a tax on those who can least afford it. You know, I'm listening to you guys. Uh, your points are very well taken. The... Um, the solution to this whole thing is to open Keystone. But they won't. That's it. Yeah. No, of they course won't. not. They have an ideology they must follow. And, you know, a person could conjecture that this has been orchestrated. Uh, if you go back and read Agenda 21, Google it, you can read that. Uh, I read Agenda 2020. These are documents that are made. And, and uh, uh, there are people that want this country. Uh, my fear. Uh, well, let's get back to the truckers first. You know, American freedom, the American truckers, freedom convoy, and frontline truckers. These guys and gals are are really an inspiration. I think right now where America is, we need a lot of that. Uh, the uh, prices of fuel, just as COVID did, right? It produced staggering amount of dependency on government, and what this oil surge, the prices and prices of fertilizer, food, food prices are going to spike. Um, it's, it's almost as though it is designed to force what was once a free people into total dependency on government. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been saying this for it reminds me, two years. It reminds me, Bob, of a, a story from history from your home state, uh, the Pine Tree Riots, where right. the King of England 
decided that he wanted to own every single tree that was 12 inches or more in diameter and would find people the equivalent of $12,000 if they were caught illegally chopping down one of his trees. He claimed he owned every tree in North America that was 12 inches or more in diameter. And they found in one of the, um, in one of the actual lumber yards, they found a couple of them, tried to find them. So these mill owners went to the tavern while the sheriff was sleeping and they beat the snot out of him with with branches from the very trees that he said they they had to pay for they beat the snot out of them and then they abused the horses i don't know why they did that they shaved the manes off cut the ears off the horses cut the tails off the horses and sent them back to the city um <laughs> wow bob talk about that i mean as a as a resident of new hampshire a proud people i mean those those stories of of heroes like that are, are no longer with us. I mean, these are people that would see a small tax on paper products and would decide that they want to go to war. Here, we, we have a lot of people who are very passive and they're, and they're saying, oh, well, you know what? Gas is just going to be $8. Nothing I can do about it. How does well, this enrage a... someone from New Hampshire? Well, it, 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 um, it enrages uh, it's maybe not the right word. It, it inspires one to think about our roots, to think about uh, the trade-off that one of our founders said, you're looking for security versus freedom, you're going to wind up with neither. Um, the, uh, the problem is that people are afraid. And this is where I come back to the truckers, right? We need inspiration. We're not getting it out of D.C. The Senate, that House, the, the, the executive branch, judiciary, there's no inspiration. There's, there's just total total socialism. It's coming at us like a freight train. Um, we need people to take back their government. And that's why I, I spoke this morning on another program. I told folks, hey, you, know, you need to not just stand up and wave flags, and hold signs, and cheer people on. You as an individual citizen need to get into your local government. You know, for 60 years, we've been at the mercy of the leftists. They've taken over the media. They've taken over the schools. They've taken over the universities. And uh, that's unquestionable. Khrushchev said back in the 50s, maybe early 60s, we will bury you without firing a shot. And they're doing it right now. So uh, people need to get active. I'm thrilled that here in New Hampshire, over 500 people that have never served in public office are running for public office. One good thing out of COVID was the fact that the, um, the schools, right? Uh, parents found out what was being taught in their schools. And up here, they went crazy. Uh, we are taking over the school boards. Um, that's the first, you know, one of many steps that needs to happen. Uh, we really do, um, you know, take our freedom seriously. Interestingly, you mentioned the Pine Tree Riots. Uh, did you know that not a single battle was ever fought in the revolution of the state of New Hampshire? The British were afraid to come north. Yeah. Because they're going to beat the snot afraid. out of them with, with pine tree switches. Cut their ears off. <laughs> yeah, That's cut right. their horse's ears off. That's true. You know the crazy well, thing I mean, about that story? The crazy thing about that story, the judge that ultimately heard the case against the people that beat the snot out of the, out of the sheriff, the judge sentenced them to pay a fine of one pound. So the, pine, the, the fine for cutting down a tree was 50 pounds. But the fine for beating the snot out of the sheriff and his deputy was one pound. I'd pay that. <laughs> so, Bob. Yeah, well, I'd pay to see it. What do you, what do you, pl you know, one, one, your comment about the, co uh, the, the convoy being necessary. I'm, I'm kind of ashamed that America decided 
to step up second to Canada, but seeing what happened to Canada and how they brought the hammer down on them, what do you think happens when they make their way into D.C.? Um, well, I don't think these convoys are actually going into D.C. I think they're going to stay on the outskirts. Um, you know, there's been some analogies made to Jericho in Scripture, right? Circle of walls. Um, I suggested that they should think about starting a fund. You know, if a million people believe that freedom is worth fighting for, and a million people put a dollar a week into a fund, that would keep those trucks running around that, that, st that national capital for a long, long time. And that's what needs to happen. We have to worry about people that are just uh, making a statement versus people that are trying to force a change. Uh, again, everyone that's waving a flag and cheering on, that's fine. But at the end of the day, what have you really accomplished? Nothing. Right. We have to make ourselves known and present and vocal, respectfully, lawfully, but a presence that will not go away until we take our country back. It's, gonna, it's a multifaceted problem we're dealing with. It's going to take multiple people and multiple endeavors to get the country back where it needs to go. So what, what uh, as, as a senator, what do you, what is your objective? What are you going to do about it? Well, I, I can tell you, as a state senator uh, in my third term, uh, we've worked very hard in New Hampshire. We have cut business taxes. We have cut uh, the uh, interest and dividend income tax. We don't have one, but we do we call it an interest and dividends tax. We keep cutting taxes. Our revenues keep exceeding expectations because when you give businesses the revenues they need and the freedom by reducing regulations to operate, invariably they do better. And so does the tax system. Uh, uh, the, the, you know, there are so many problems we're facing right now that I'm, I'm worried, uh, really worried about the American family. Uh, you, you can, you can, go back to the fact that when communists destroy a country, they go after two things right away. The first thing they go after is religion. You know, as a captain at United, I flew my last 10 years to China, uh, Dubai, Kuwait, and so forth, parts of the world that may not be quite so desirable. And um, uh, I saw where freedom isn't and what it's like. But communists come after religion, and then they come after the family. If you can break people from their faith, and then you can break down the family, Okay, you, you are well on your way to, to subduing a people, subjugating a people. Um, I, I say this, 46% uh, of the children in New Hampshire are born to single mothers. Think about that. Half of your kids you say 46%? don't have a father. 46%. Wow. Our education system, right? 74% of high school juniors do not reach proficiency in mathematics on the SAT. This is dismal. The education wow. system is in a dismal failure. And, and and yet we pat ourselves on the back because we have a 99.4% graduation rate. They can't read, write, you know, and, 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 and compete uh, in the sciences. We're in trouble. So that's New Hampshire, live free or die, right? So uh, I'm sure that the country... That's an uh, incredible took, number. It took, it took, yeah, it took us 110 years to get into this mess, right? Started back How fast shortly around... Ted, How fast say that again? did... did how fast did we start seeing those kinds of numbers in New Hampshire schools? Because I went to I went to college uh, in Boston and spent a lot of time in New Hampshire, and I don't remember hearing things being that bad. But that was ten years ago. What, when did this start really yeah, going downhill like that? It's been downhill for a long time, and and uh, you know if, if you just go to, you can go to uh, the New Hampshire Department of Education's website, and all the statistics are there. 
people have gotten comfortable. And there may be one good thing that comes out of the debacle we're facing as a nation is that the citizenry will wake up. They're starting to wake up. Like I said, 500 new people running for office in New Hampshire this in the next couple of months. But the one thing that comes out of it, people have got to start doing their homework. You know, I've told people on a program earlier today, I said, you know, if you think that being a good citizen is raising a family, paying your taxes, holding a job and not getting speeding tickets uh, and voting every couple of years, you can do that in red China. Yeah. Our government, our entire nation and our survival depends on an active and involved citizenry that's educated. That doesn't mean indoctrinated. It means educated. We have not taught our kids how to ask questions. We've taught them to conform. Teachers, you know, if, if you step out of line and you say something that uh, is contrary to the narrative, you get chastised. Uh, and you look at the media, it's following right along in suit. You know, come out and say that, that COVID was a conspiracy and you're, you're, um, you're castigated. You look at the doctors who've lost their licenses to practice uh, because they dared to say, you know what, something's not right here. Uh, the data is not we supporting the narrative yesterday. that the federal government's putting out, you know. Yeah, going to take a real quick break and, and remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your family should any of you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital for medical reasons. We don't get to choose how we go to the hospital, where or, or when a disaster strikes. And you'd be shocked to learn just how many people are airlifted from the suburbs or even the cities just because traffic is really bad. It's expensive. Different parts of the country can cost 40, 50, upwards of 60 grand in some cases to get airlifted to a hospital. But when you sign up with Aramid Care Network, you won't pay one penny for that flight as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider. It starts at just $85 a year. That covers your whole household. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. So go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily. They're going to give you up to $50 back. So there's, you mentioned, you have to have you mentioned that people got comfortable. You mentioned that people yeah. got comfortable. That reminds me of the old saying, tough times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times yeah. create weak men. And then weak men create tough times. We're, we're right there at that last part. People have gotten comfortable. You're right. It's made people weak. And they've created the tough times. It's going to take strong men to come by and fix this and hopefully not lead to the same cycle all over again. Where are those tough men, do you think, Bob? Obviously, we see them in the truckers, well, right? Willing to fight for what they're they coming, believe in. you know. They're um, they're coming. Uh, I think. Remember, back in the revolutionary days, right? It took only three percent actually fought the American Revolution. Thirty percent supported it. So a strong minority, albeit under significantly different circumstances, can prevail. Um, we're starting to see people rise. You see, Donald Trump's one of the strong men. Okay, you may not like what he says, but there can be no argument about what he did for our country, in terms of returning us to prosperity and putting America first. Um, folks in power now literally hate our country. They support efforts to balkanize the people, ex accentuate differences. Uh, you know, I, I was a captain on for United for 25 years, and uh, I had crews of all different races, creeds, colors, denominations, uh, ethnicities. You know, I didn't give a beh rat's behind what, uh, what those folks looked like, sounded like, where they came from, what they believed. All I said was, 
we focus on the common goal of getting the mission done safely, right? That's not the narrative that's being put out right now. Accentuate the differences, build divisiveness, break people apart, show them how they're different and accentuate that. And that's that's how you balkanize a country and destroy it. Divide Again, that's and part conquer. Of the, exactly. A house divided cannot stand. Yeah. So it's like they know what they're doing. We're following you along so, on yeah, this journey, Bob. Have you reached New Hampshire? Are you walking to New Hampshire, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. Let me I'm ask you this. My, uh, yeah. Where uh, where can people find you? You're on social media. You have a. Yeah, uh, I have a. Um, I'm on Facebook until I get up on Trump's system. You know, truth. Um, I have to have that presence. Uh, you can find me at bobguida.com. Uh, B-O-B-G-I-U-D-A dot C-O-M, you know, bobguided.com. Uh, I have a website for my Senate uh, stuff. Also, my Facebook is usually where I communicate most. I, I read a lot of stuff, and I send a lot of stuff out on Facebook. And, and, and people, you know, uh, people like what, I, what, I, what I'm sending. I don't send it because I necessarily agree with it. I send it because I want to provoke thought. I want to provoke argument. I want to provoke debate and discussion. We have to get people thinking. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Absolutely. Um, well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your insight, and our viewers did as well. So, thank, thank you, uh, thank well, you. Well, I listen. There. I appreciate what you guys are doing. It's really important. I appreciate those truckers out there. The price of oil up eighty-one cents in two days. I mean, the price of diesel, rather. Yeah. Uh, God bless them. They're meant to inspire. And inspiration then requires action. And that's what I ask the American people. Be a citizen, not a subject. Stand up and take your doggone country back because it's being taken right away from you. And your kids, as Reagan said, you know, it's only a generation from away from losing freedom. I don't want to be the parent that tells my grandkids what it was like, as Reagan said, to live in America when, was a, when, when we were free. It's, uh, it's all the chips are going down now, and, and, and it's time for people to stand up. As individuals, gather collectively for the things you believe in, fundamentals, right? Freedom, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and, and take it back. You, it's up to you. You have to do it, and you can do it. Yeah. Well, Bob, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Um, are you riding a Bolt bus, a Greyhound? No, it's a Concord coach. It's a, it's a, ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. It's a regional carrier. It serves like down to New York and up to Maine and New Hampshire. I take the Wanda, I, I, the Wanda bus. It goes from New York. It goes yeah. from Canal Street Chinatown to North to Carolina. Uh, Canal yep. Street to North Carolina. Yeah. I I used to take wow. Bolt bus, and then when I when I was in Boston, my my dad wanted to save a little money, so one time I could I took Happy Lucky Bus Company, and I kid you not, there was a goat on the bus it took you Chinatown to Chinatown <laughs> look Max the last one I took I found out I'm like why are these tickets so cheap and then I found out oh they're buying cigarettes in Virginia and loading up yep. the store holds with them yep. <laughs> yep. anyway Bob thank you for coming on I hope to speak soon thank you Bob nice. thank Bye. you sorry oh. <laughs> yeah a lot of good memories on those buses yeah, no, I, I remember I, I, uh, I, the math from New York to North Carolina is like 10 hours of driving. Yeah. And you have to stop. You have to sleep a little bit. And then, like, the bus was like nine and a half hours. And I was like, and it was 60 bucks. I'm like, I'll just take the bus. And then halfway through, it's like 2 a.m. in Virginia. I get out of this bus. 
And I'm like, oh, we're stopping at this gas station. And the driver barely spoke a word of English. She just looks at me like, you shouldn't be out of the bus. And he's like loading black garbage bags with like clear like rectangles like this big, right? Yeah. Cartons of cigarettes, slamming them into the side of the bus. He's like, no, we don't stop at this gas station. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll I'll go back in the bus. (laughs) (laughs) My weirdest experience on one of these buses was somewhere along I-95. We stopped in the middle of the highway because another bus had caught on fire and they wanted to get as many people from that bus onto our bus as possible. So we're sitting there, we're all late, we all have places to be, and they're trying to put as many people in the seats and the bus is just still on fire. They haven't even put the fire out and they're already trying to load more people onto our bus. That was the that that might be weirder than me sharing an aisle with a goat, but uh, weird weird times on these buses. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're I guess they're they're cost effective. They are. They, Max, they are. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. The time you need to take to go to the airport. I mean, the time you have to show up at the airport on early. You have to uh, wait and go through security. Right. It works out to be the same. But you travel with a very different kind of people. I always viewed it as a cultural <laughs> experience. You, they stop oh, at a gas station every three hours. You get out and you're like, yeah. It's 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 definitely if you have the opportunity. I mean, it's one one I used to like one it. hell of a world switch between Canal Street in New York City and North Carolina. Yeah. The one from Boston, from either New York, I think New York to DC. I was dating a girl in DC. They would stop at this um, uh, rest stop on the Jersey Turnpike. And it's the only place I know of that still has an operational Roy Rogers. So I'd always look forward to it. It's like, oh man, I haven't had Roy Rogers in, in over a decade and a half. It, terrible. <laughs> it's what happens when you, you lose the franchise support. It was really bad, but um, you look forward to the, the weird little things like that on bus life. So almost out of time, Jake. Any, any other things you want to you talk about? Uh, Mr. Producer, I, I know Kip couldn't make it on, but uh, he, I think he alluded to sending videos of the convoy, the truck convoy. No, he doesn't have it. Um, I, I had some more stuff on, on, on the fertilizer and, and everything else, but unless you had something. Well, I mean, it's a it's a big deal with what's going on. I can't believe that. I still can't believe they're doing it. I'm, start, I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea of replacing Russian oil with Iranian oil and thinking that that's going to be a, like, oh, we did it. Yay, we did it. I mean, look, what's, what's you know, going back to Joe's, uh, at times Joe has said I'm too pessimistic. No, I'm actually, as I've said, I'm, I'm a realist. And it's really, really scary when you see the way things are going. And, and, and uh, you know, so many instances of negligence no longer align with coincidence, right? You know, we have, we've had two years of this. And, you know, we're heading to a time frame in March where, you have these ridiculous job numbers that came out for uh, for February, right? And it's all with the justification of raising rates. My, you know, my ultimate uh, judgment of where the situation is going is that we're heading to global financial instability, and we're already there. And the Fed wants to be able to have a chip that they can play to say, no, it's time for us to raise rates, and. Everything is starting to align to be in par or in, in parallel to the same circumstances that led to 2008. And I, I would hate to be proved right in this. I would hate to be proved right, but it's, 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 it's starting to look as if uh, we'll be lucky to make it to the midterms. And if we're lucky to make it to the midterms, I can't imagine 
how long of a stretch 2024 is going to be in all of this. Oh, um, no. It's, it's, be, <laughs> it's It feels like we've gone through a decade in the last year and a half, two years. I get that I get Time is going to move slowly. I get updates on my phone and like, here's a photo you took a year ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I thought that was when I was like still in college. I, but uh, I no. guess the perk to that is they say life flashes by. Not, not, not when we're in this world, right? But I, it's well, they, say, they say that the days are long, but the years are short. The, the, the combination of all of it between the oil, the food, um, the rates, the, what happened in the housing market. I mean, they're really uh, my, my suggestion to the people would be plan accordingly, you know, cut cut undue expenses and, and, and plan accordingly. And, you know, you know, I've been saying this for buy a few your months. your gold before I buy mine. I fortunately <laughs> I have I have a good amount stashed away, but it's it's one of those things where history has shown itself in other countries and now it's our turn and you know you're you're, you're the ron swan you're like ron swanson he got gold strategically buried around town uh at 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 a point max i had stuff stashed all through my old apartment and i was like moving into my new apartment and i was like flipping cushions and like moving cabinets i'm like ah i forgot i I forgot i own this but I mean, whether you look at what they did with Canada, with the, with the, with the bank accounts of the truckers, whether you look at what they're doing with inflation, they're going to grind everyone down to zero. So my suggestion would be to plan accordingly. You know, put 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 hard assets away, and and you know, with with the price of fuel and fertilizer uh, surging, it's 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 a dangerous period to be heading into as crop seasons begin all around the world. You know, and. I guess yeah. that's their ultimatum, though, is to have all of us eating a cricket, uh, cricket paste between uh, soy, soy uh, patties, right? Delicious. Uh, well, I, I, I can't let you end on that note. So, Jake, I, I don't think you're perpetually a Debbie Downer. I know you have optimism in your bones. I want to end the show by you giving people some good news. What's something good out there that, that's getting you excited that's going, that's going the right way? Max, I mean, you're not going to want to ask me that question, but the housing market's going to collapse, and when it collapses, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy. I'm going to. No, I told you. You asked me for something positive. I said I'm going to buy it for half off. That's positive. No, you got to say something positive that doesn't require like every American to lose their shirt. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So the weather's getting really nice out soon in North Carolina. It's like like seventy to eighty degrees now. It's perfect gold dredging weather, and I have a gold dredge, and I have property in the north of North Carolina, and there's gold on it. It's perfect gold dredging weather, so I can't wait to get out there and dredge gold as the value of the dollar is about to collapse. And and, and right there, just when there's some nice Look, I'm smiling, Max. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I have some good news. I have some good news to wrap up with. In Russia, Russia has passed a law saying that anyone who perpetuates fake news is now going to face prison prison time. And Mr. Bruce, if you put up my screen, it took CNN exactly one hour, uh, two hours and 42 minutes to close down shop. <laughs> they passed the law and two hours and 42 minutes later, they're out. CNN, the first one to shut down. Like, oh, fake wouldn't news. It, <laughs> right, wouldn't, we'll see you later. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be a shame if Jim Acosta got stuffed into a... a, a Cell in, in in northern Russia and forced to break yeah. rocks. No, not even break rocks. Just break ice. Just make a break ice. That would be break fantastic. The ice, back, no, that is great news. 
That is the great news. They also banned Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. They banned Twitter and Facebook in the country. They blocked it. So I guess there is some hope in all of this. But that's all I got, Max. Before we go, we got to mention this podcast is also sponsored by Enterforce. Got these great T-shirts, the Free Our People T-shirts. Make sure you check them out on Enterforce.com, E-N-R-F. Works. The T-shirts are forty dollars, but when you purchase the T-shirt, the proceeds are going to go towards the January sixth prisoners who need help getting better legal representation, need help being able to fly family members in to see them because a lot of them haven't seen their loved ones in a very long time. And when you purchase this T-shirt over at Enterforce that we've partnered to make, you'll get entered into the running to win this sweet F four F four fifty with a gooseneck trailer and a Canon Maverick plus twenty thousand dollars in cold hard cash. Every $1 gets you 10 entries. So when you buy this t-shirt, you'll get 400 entries. But as a bonus for people who watch this show, when you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get 1,000 extra entries to win this sweet rig. I think, I think the drawing is at the end of March. I think I saw March 27th. I think it's the drawing. Um, it's around that time. So we're, we're getting close. So if you haven't already made your purchase and gotten entered to win this sweet rake, make sure you head over to enterforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Full disclosure, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter or win, and making a purchase or payment will not increase your likelihood of winning. Well, that's it for this edition. Next time, you're going to have to come with some good news. I was smiling the whole time, Max. I know. I know. But but leading with, like, I can't wait to buy a house and everyone loses theirs. You make, like, a little, like, a musical number about it. <laughs> you, know, you know what that needed? Oh, they're losing the that's, houses. That's my house everyone shopping did. face. Yeah, it's the Nancy Pelosi shuffle for the housing market. <laughs> well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I'm Jake Frejo. Remember, everyone, um, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all step and fight together.